Come on, folks, look. I remember when I was a boy in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the year was 1856 when I found it. I just returned home after panning for gold out west for six months. That's what America was all about. It was about picking up a shovel, leaving your wife, riding west on a horse for two, maybe three weeks, breaking open rocks until your limbs get tired and your friend Frank dies of syphilis, so you have to eat him up on the open road. How about arguing over politics? Arguing over who built which cage? Come on, man. What the hell is that? Hey, Stone on Air. If you are not listening to Brian Stone, who has been a fixture in Chattanooga for years, you better be, or I'm going to ask you personally why you're not. I'm so happy I could die. They're like, Brian! Yeah, <laughs> Brian! Yes. yes, my name is Brian! Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanoogan. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. Stone on air. Yeah, just kill me now. Welcome in, everybody, to the supposedly for... Uh, oh, what is it? Profit. For-profit venture known as the Stone on Air podcast. I've started calling the radio show the somewhat profit venture. And I just did the radio show a few hours ago. I'm out of, I'm out of whack here. I'm out of my uh, normal zone. This is about four o'clock on Wednesday. Generally speaking, this is the show would have been dropped, or at least in theory, many hours ago. But because of uh, a vacation week from the day job and a lot of other things going on, I said screw it. I'm gonna do it in the middle of the day. Uh, I early voted just a, about an hour and a half ago or so. Did a radio show this morning. Went to lunch at the feed with my father. It was a nice day, and so yeah, let's uh, let's do a podcast. It's going to be very scattered. Um, I'm not drunk, but I'm not like totally sober either. Um, but generally speaking, most times I record this podcast late at night. I'm, I'm less than sober most nights anyway, but. I said, what the hell, let's do it. I was going to do it tonight or maybe tomorrow, but uh, I am all about it. I have very little um, show prep as far as notes and all that. I'm going to use a lot of the uh, radio material this morning. I've got, uh, I'm going to tell you about my adventures of early voting here towards the middle or the or the final segment. I'm not sure. I'm going to figure that out as it goes. And just a, a handful of things, and I'll make this one probably a little shorter than, and sweeter than normal. First of all, though... That's my White Claw. I made a gin and tonic before I went to the Brainerd Rec Center or whatever that is over there by the school off of Northmore Road. And you hear that pouring. I made that gin and tonic. It's basically gone, and gin and tonic and lime White Claw actually mix together quite well. So that'll be my sipping uh, material, if you will, for the rest of the 45 minutes or so that the show goes. Ah, That's good stuff. All right, so... The Strung Like a Horse show is coming up on Friday. The end of the month is here already. Halloween is here already. Um, we had a giveaway at the radio station. I uh, don't know if you listened to that. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. I would be very happy if you did. But we gave those tickets away. It is a sold-out show. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to go as far as they're doing it in kind of a pod, uh, table, distanced kind of thing. We'll see how well that goes throughout the uh the, uh, the show, I don't know. I, there's going to be a lot of people there that I like and a lot of people there that I don't like. 
and a lot of small talk if it happens to be in between sets or something like that. Uh, I think I'm going to go, but I'm not entirely sure how long I'm going to spend at that show. But I definitely am going to go because, damn it, I'm ready to go out and do something other than nothing. And, you know, it's uh, I'll be off all day. Why not? I want real quick. I wrote this down on for the show today, just to do a little poke a little fun at our afternoon host. I would be surprised if anybody listening to this podcast is familiar with the name uh, Dave Tulis, or I guess it officially it is uh, David Tulis. Either way, I've only met the guy once. Uh, what is the tagline? The smartest guy with a bow tie or the coolest guy with a bow tie something like that anyway and i know a few of you that are regulars know who he is from his times at the chatting times free press and he's been on the afternoons at 92.7 for a while as i mentioned i only met the guy i don't know if i agree or disagree with him because most of the time i don't really even understand what he's talking about all that much but this morning when i came in uh before my show at uh Nuga radio I had Jeff show on, and I was sitting at his desk, at David Tulis' desk, because I don't have a workstation at the uh, at the radio station. I just whoever's not there, I just take theirs, and it's just for a desktop to you know jot down notes on and stuff. And I I wrote uh, Tulis desk, and he had a piece of paper on um, right there on the on top of his desk that the headline in print that he printed off said, uh, "Hold on, make sure I got this right." Okay, it says masks are toxic. And then what I can only imagine was his handwriting written above that was masks kill. (laughs) And that was basically it. And there was a couple of paragraphs. I didn't really read it. And I just thought, huh, well, this is going to be an interesting show uh, this afternoon or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. So if you want to hear whether masks are toxic and they kill, tune into Nougat Radio 92.7 with David Tulis in the afternoon. Listen every minute of your life, as a matter of fact, if you can. Uh, Let's see. Looks like a stimulus will not be coming before the end of the year. Was shocked, says nobody. Uh, We are really in the uh, home stretch of an an odd time. You know, by this time next week, by the time you hear my voice again, if you ever come back to listen to this podcast again, we'll be after Election Day, and I promise you, we will not have a president elect or a re-election of a president at that point. This is going to get worse before it ever gets better. We'll see uh, later on as it goes along how that goes. Uh, this uh, story, real quick, in all seriousness, this bus crash in um, Meigs County, I guess it would have been, let's see, today. So today's Wednesday afternoon. So it would have been Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon, I guess, or so. Just, just awful. A uh, utility truck head-on collides, or at least from the side of the head-on collision with a with a bus, killed at least one student and the driver. Regardless of how many people die, you've got just trauma-filled children on this bus now from this going forward. And it made me, um, well, let me back up. Hold on, let me back up. Yesterday on Tuesday, I was headed to go uh, early vote. And I, um, I, I've never early voted before, and I've never been as far down north more on a, in Brainerd than I had been yesterday that day. And I'm I'm going down the road, four lane roads, two on each side, no middle turn lane. 
which is always, I believe, a dangerous intersection situation to not have turn lanes. If you're going to have a four-lane road, you need a you need a turn lane. It's part of the problems with Ringgold Road. But anyway, so I'm headed down north, north Moore, and a I, I guess it was a motorcycle. It was it wasn't a Harley. It looked more like a moped, but I'm sure it was just a a rice rocket as they call them. It had faded into my lane as I'm approaching. Probably, I mean, I, 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 I'm difficult. It's difficult for me to guess lengths of, of, of footage or yardage, especially from that vantage point. But I'd say, well, let's just say a hundred yards, you know, or however long, a long, a little ways off, but a little too close for comfort. This this motorcycle is drifting into my lane, and I am the world's best driver. I have the best peripheral vision. I have the most amazing peripheral vision of anybody in the world, or at least I'm tied with everybody else who's also the best in the world. And so my head's on a swivel. I always see what's going on around me. And I'm seeing this this slowly fade into the lane. I'm like, oh, what the hell? And then he f- corrected himself or herself and got back in the lane, no big deal, right? Nothing to see here, nothing happened. But for the split second, especially because I'm in an area that I've never been before, you know, this far down Northmore, Northmore that eventually runs into Shalliford and go over to 153, I was, it, it, it kind of, transported me back to that was it Woodbury or Woodmore the bus the school system the bus that had that that Jonathy guy I know his first name was Jonathy his name is difficult to forget who smashed the bus into like some kind of corner uh you know sharp turn and killed countless kids and it was just horrific bus crash what, like five years ago, four years ago? It was right around in that area, in the Brainerd area. And for some reason, I thought of that. And I, this isn't revisionist. I'm, you know, trying to make up a good story. I'm dead serious. I thought, geez, this is the kind of stuff. What do you do when a, when somebody's just a, an automobile is flying towards you or coming about to barrel down on you in the back or something, and, and you don't know your surroundings well, and you don't have a turn lane, and you don't, do you just veer left? Do you veer right? I mean, I thought about all these things. I think about this kind of stuff all the time. Because I think driving is one of the most dangerous things you'll do in your life on a, any given day. You're always putting yourself in harm's way and in danger, and that nobody really looks at it that way. And I thought about that for a minute. And then, boom, that's it. And then I went over to the election place, and I didn't vote. And I'll get into that more uh, into the segment that I'm going to talk about it more later. And then I got home, and I saw the story about this bus and this bus crash. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, the universe, man. How does this work? How does it, how do I think about something that was horrific like that just randomly and then something somewhat similar, not really nearly the same, but still involves kids in a bus and a crash and loss of life. And it just makes me want to continue to just reemphasize the fact that driving is dangerous and please be careful driving, drive like a grandma. Drive like a grandma. Look both ways. Look up, down, left, right. Check your blind spots. Stay away from the from the the craziness, the mania that is the interstates and and highways and byways, and stay away from others as much as you can. You never know when something just freakish is going to happen and just explode, quite literally explode your world. You never know. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. So that uh, that's the latest story uh, this week. I don't know. I know you listened to this a minute. It's 
you know, available for download. And I was late to you this week, so I'm not sure when you're going to hear it. So maybe it's old news by now. But that is uh, that is very, 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 very upsetting. All right, so let's see. I'm going to wrap up this first segment here pretty quick. Let me get into my other audio I have here. One of these is going to get repeated here in a few minutes because I put it together late last night and I didn't realize I, that I did it twice. Let's do a couple of pieces. I've got the uh, coolest thing and coolest thing too and then the worst idea this is this is the one you'll hear again later on it is from tiktok today's coolest thing on the stone on air podcast is we have got to work together to be successful with the voter fraud hey i was gonna head out and do some voter fraud huh that sounds easy should you want me to join it's actually insanely difficult huh well let's not do it then i'm a democrat so i i have to do it for biden i have to do it Huh. Enthusiasm must be pretty high for this guy. It's historically low. Huh. Do we need more people? Yeah, I could use a couple more people. Okay, cool. How many? I could call a couple of my friends. Hundreds of thousands. H- hundreds of thousands? Scratch that. A couple million. A couple million people willing to commit a federal crime that's very hard to do. <laughs> I gotta say, this sounds fucking impossible. Damn it, man. We have to try. <laughs> it's just one of the random... People on TikTok that puts together little quick videos, and uh, I didn't mention on the front end, that was, uh, as you clearly, surely could tell by now, was a Joe Biden impression by somebody on TikTok. I figure everybody's making fun of uh, Trump every time they get a chance, and it's quite easy to do, actually, to make an impersonation. Um, not often do you find people doing Biden other than Jim Carrey on Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Live, which I actually don't think is that good of an impression. But I thought that one was very good, as well as whoever that dude was. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This is um, this is George W. Bush, old G Dub, in his, one of his final press conferences on his way out the door of the White House around I uh, you know late two thousand eight or maybe yeah end of the year, maybe first of uh, January in two thousand nine. I am disappointed by the tone in Washington, D.C. Uh, I have uh, I try to do my part by not engaging in the name calling and uh, I, by the way, needless name calling um, work to be respectful of my opponents uh, on different issues. We, we did find some good common ground on a variety of issues. No child left behind Medicare prescription drugs, PEPFAR in the end, the funding for troops in Iraq. Tax cuts, to a certain extent, got got some bipartisan votes on them. There have been areas where we were able to work together. It's just the rhetoric got out of control. Why? I don't know why. You need to ask those who those who uh, use the words they used. Uh, as I say, it's not the first time it's ever happened. He is such a decent man. He is such a uh, a good soul, a good human being, George W. Bush, just like his father. George H.W., as of a majority, most of the Bush family, from uh, from my vantage point, and never in a million, trillion, zillion, thousand, billion, umpteen, count, uncountable jillion years would I have thought 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even, you know, five, seven, eight, nine years ago, would I be saying on a radio show or a podcast two decades into the, to the new century that, Damn it, man, do I miss that man. Do I miss that level of GOP leadership, that level of quote-unquote conservatism, which it's really not, but you get my point. 
I long for the days when all I was 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 just a little irritated that the leader of our country I just disagreed with, right? I just I just had we had differences of opinions. That's as bad as far as it went. Now it it got uglier than it should have at many times and I'm probably as big to blame as anybody for a lot of that, but in retrospect it was nothing more than just a difference of opinion, not the brink of civil fucking war. <sighs> Calls for a sip of White Claw. All right, final clip I have here for you, coming from the same kind of cloth of, uh, of, of audio from a prominent politician. It's Hillary Clinton. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his direction. He claims whatever it is is rigged against him. Uh, the FBI conducted a year-long investigation into my emails. They concluded there was no case. He said the FBI was rigged. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. There was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged again. Should have gotten it. This, this is a mindset. This is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. It's actually not funny at all. It's very troubling. And even Trump then, that was four years ago. That was at one of the debates four years ago. And uh, even then he can't. He can't shut the bleep up, right? I mean, uh, wow. What 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 we have in store for the next week or two, month or two, end of the year and into the new year. <sighs> Buckle up, brah. Buckle up is all I can say. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for the open. What are we doing next? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hang tight. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. Hey, I was going to head out and do some voter fraud. Huh? That sounds easy. Should you want me to join? It's actually insanely difficult. Oh, well, let's not do it then. I'm a Democrat, so I, I have to do it. For Biden, I have to do it. Huh. Enthusiasm must be pretty high for this guy. It's historically low. Huh. Do we need more people? Yeah, I could use a couple more people. Okay, cool. How many? I could call a couple of my friends. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands? Scratch that. A couple million. A couple million people willing to commit a federal crime that's very hard to do. I gotta say, it sounds f***ing impossible. Damn it, man. We have to try. Cause he's always living back in Dixon. That's such a great song by Camper Van Beethoven. The dude who sang for the band Cracker, if you remember them, this was his first band. 80s college rock darlings, just like R.E.M., just like Driving and Crying, just like, oh, what's that damn band? Neutral Milk Hotel. They were a one-hit wonder with the band Cracker, and they've been making great music ever since, but nobody would know it. song is called Sweethearts. Damn it, it's good.
and um, I forgot that I already used that audio before to put together the podcast, and then I just didn't feel like changing it. It was worth doing twice. Like, seriously. Who outside of foreign, you know, cyber terrorists are (laughs) actively um, colluding to create voter fraud? Maybe I'm being... Maybe I'm being completely naive to this. I just don't think that it's as rampant as uh, we're led to believe. And um, I I think it's very possible in some scenarios that it's happening. Organized crime is uh, one of the oldest industries on the books. But I just don't think that it's that big of a thing. But that's where we are now, that Trump has, has laid the groundwork for we uh, we cannot accept these results unless I win. He's already played this game. He's already done this. He's already done it. And the stupid asshole constituents are, are gobbling it up once again. He did this the first go around, and we were all new to it. Like we, we weren't sure, like, what the hell is going on over here? And I believe he got a lot of votes from people that just said, well, let's just see what happens. And that's what pushed him over the top. He had already laid the groundwork for the 16 rig, or, or excuse me, the 16 vote. The election was rigged. And then all of a sudden he won. And that narrative went away. And they, him and his strategist, have gone back to that exact same playbook. They're using the same thing. They're laying the groundwork for this is rigged. Unless we win, then it's not. Also, turning Joe Biden into a criminal, just like he turned Hillary into a criminal. But this time around, nobody's buying it. What was it just the other day, the other week, the other month? Obamagate? I mean, this is this is a shitty, shitty South Park episode. Like, this isn't even a very well-thought-out South Park episode. Just, I'm sorry, I didn't plan on going this direction. But just the other week, it was Obamagate. It's the worst crime in the history of presidential politics it is the most shameful act in the history of american politics and there ain't a goddamn one of us that even knows what it can understand what it is fake made up fake outrage fake everything fake news nothing fake everything that was made up it was splattered on the wall and it didn't stick. It fell right off. If that was real, why is it not still a thing? Why is it not on every headline? Why isn't Trump, while well, he acts like a buffoon on these rallies? I mean, this is a child. And his stand-up comedy routines. Why is it still not ammunition and fodder? Because it was made up. It's not real. Literally. If I'm wrong and you know what Obamagate is, stop this podcast right now. Seriously, stop it. Stop the show right now. Turn it off. Why are you still listening? Stop listening. Email me. Instant message me. Direct message me. Facebook Messenger. Text right now and tell me what it is. Say, hey, listen, dumb asshole. You don't know what this is, but I do. Let me tell you about it. Why are you still listening? Stop and tell me. It's because you don't, and I don't, and none of us do, because it's not real. 
It's not real. So then what do we do? Some bizarro world with some a laptop in Delaware that Rudy Giuliani gets it for Hunter Biden, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? No one's buying that bullshit either. And as I, I don't remember again, I, my, my podcast and radio shows run together. It's not, do I think it's true or do I believe it? It's, I do not care. I don't care. One of the better lines that Biden had of the very few decent lines he's had at any of these speaking engagements was, I'm going to worry about America and their families. They're not worried about my family. I'm worried about theirs. That's paraphrased completely, no doubt. But, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting to be an American. And now I sound, I sound like an overprivileged, you know, jerk. But the I mentioned it before, I stole it from a comedian somewhere. I, I miss the days when looking at your phone every day when you woke up wasn't like trying to defuse a bomb. <laughs> I just want to see what's going on. I want to, I want to be, I want to smile on my face. I don't want to be, I, I, I don't want anxiety every minute of the day. And that's, that's where I've gotten in life. And it, I don't know, as I said before, it's going to get worse before it gets better. A couple of things here, and I don't even know what the point of this damn segment was other than I'm going to ha- just hammer on a few headlines I have here, and then I'll tell you about my um, my anecdotal uh, early voting in the final segment and uh, wrap this thing up pretty soon before I just make an ass of myself as it continues to go along. But uh, stocks fall early this week because of virus cases surging. The, um, the uh, stock market has been up and down and all over the place. I got a call from my financial guy last week. And my, my numbers look great. Uh, I'm very, very happy with uh, where where my IRA is right now. And the president of the United States does not have anything to do with that as far as I'm concerned. Stimulus money this year is very, very unlikely. We are on the brink of forbearances on mortgages running out, forgiveness on late payments that would uh, be worthy of evictions for renters. Uh, we have student loan debt that's continuing to pile up. That's always a thing that's threatening our economic uh, overall system. We have a lot of things that are bubbling up that are about, you know, that, that little domino is about to tip over. What happens between now and the end of the year, depending on who the president is or isn't? Uh, that's that's all very hot, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kettle about to, you know, blow and whistle. And we'll see as the new year rolls around. Trump and Biden have lawyered up both, big time lawyered up. I'm not going to go too deep into it here from the uh, Chattanooga Times Free Press that I was looking at from just the other day, a few days ago or so over the weekend. Trump and Biden lawyer up, brace for legal battle. Trump and Joe Biden's campaigns are assembling armies of powerful lawyers for the possibility that the race for the White House is, is decided not at the ballot box, but in court. They have been engaging in a lawyer's version of tabletop war games, churning out draft pleadings, briefs, and memos to cover scenarios that read like the stuff of a law school hypothetical more than real life, more than a real life case in a democracy. I'm telling you, people, I, I was talking to my dad earlier and he was like, no, no, I think everything's going to be fine. Biden's going to win. We'll be good. I was like, yeah. Go ahead and just keep telling yourself that there, Pops. I do not believe that at all. Of course, um, now Justice Barrett pushed through confirmation. She will make the uh, court tip to the conservative side 6-3. to 
and um, I still have trouble understanding why or how law can be so politically biased. I thought law was kind of the law. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just ignorant. Not maybe. I absolutely am dumb. I absolutely am ignorant. I I have trouble with a lot of that. And to all the asshole left crazy radical Bernie Elizabeth you know bros that would you know never shillery types that spent that entire year in 2016 2015 into 2016 saying that Trump and Hillary were the same thing never like I put on social media many times when I see somebody comment on this and I do it very very just sporadically and rarely but never forget I thought Trump and Hillary were the same thing spoken by a true ignorant jackass and these are the Bernie types. Well, Hillary and Trump are the same thing. You ever heard of the Supreme Court, bro? Clearly you haven't. Um, Eight million have slipped into poverty since May. This federal aid has dried up. This is the more of the trickle-down effect from the, uh, the CARES Act that did very well, propped up the country very, very well for many, many, many months. And, of course, Oh, can't have people doing too good. Can't help out people too much. We got to make sure and let the poor go back to being poor. Meanwhile, many industries have not even come close to opening back up. There is no national protocol or or procedure or policy on how we handle this. What I just do effectively say is just a flu. So I'm not, I'm not a, I'm terrified of COVID guy, but I mean, come on, we, we need some leadership from a, 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 from a federal level. And so while people still can't get work in so many different industries in so many different states, well, we, they get propped up and everybody gets a nice boost and, and everybody feels good about it until boom, now it's gone. After an ambitious expansion of the safety net in the spring saved millions of people from poverty, the aid is now largely exhausted and poverty has returned to levels higher than before the coronavirus crisis two new studies have found this is from the new york times the recent rise in poverty has occurred despite an improving job market since may an indication that the economy has been rebounding too slowly to offset the lost benefits and now the economy is showing new signs of deceleration amid layoffs a surge of coronavirus cases and deadlock talks in washington over a new stimulus it goes on much further from there but yeah I mean, I'll just leave that at that. A couple more here real quick, and then I'll wrap up this segment, and we'll wrap up the show with um, thoughts about early voting. Number of youth voters is up 77%. The number of youth voters in battleground states who said they definitely, quote-unquote, plan to vote in the November elections jumped to 77% in August. This is according to a uh, group called Next Gen America. 77% of registered voters age 18 to 35 across 13 battleground states said they will definitely will vote in the upcoming elections. Let's see, I got a couple more highlights here. Overall, Biden leads Trump by 27 points in the poll of youth voters across the battleground states and 56% support compared to Trump's 29%. This is of the young voters between that age group that I just mentioned. 
The poll surveyed youth voters across Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Wisconsin. Will these people actually do what they say they're going to do and actually do vote? I have a feeling they probably they might. They very well might. And then the final uh, thing here that I thought was interesting to take a look at was, again, I'm just, I'm just going through all my stuff I've had here piled up. This is seven of the ten most expensive Senate races ever are happening right now. So here are the top ten most expensive Senate races ever, and if they're all they're all from the last four years, of course, with the inflation dollar amounts. Of course, they're all going to be recent, but the North Carolina Senate race this year, $242 million just to get a senator appointed. Iowa, $195 million from this year. Arizona, $165 million from this year. Montana has spent $143 million on Senate races for this election cycle. South Carolina, $140. Maine, $140. And the only two, or the first one that's outside of this year was Pennsylvania, in 16 at 138 million. Georgia this year comes in ninth all time on spending to win a Senate seat between both parties, 128 million. And New Hampshire in 16. New Hampshire, tiny, tiny, tiny little New Hampshire, spent 127 million on their Senate seat in 16. So this year of notable names, South Carolina is where a lot of that money is being spent. Jamie Harrison, $73 million he spent uh, to uh, to try to unseat Lindsey Graham, asshole Lindsey Graham, who Lindsey's only spent $34 million. Uh, Jamie Harrison has more than doubled his spending. And uh, let's see, a couple other names that you would be familiar with or that I would be familiar with, and I guess there really isn't. I don't know who the hell the rest of those people are. Well, David Perdue and whoever he's up against in Georgia. Anyway. The money in this is insanity. Insanity. We have people so broke and so poor and so downtrodden with no way out, yet just for the Senate, North Carolina spent $242 million for a Senate seat in the United States government. It is uh, pretty pathetic, actually. Yeah. I, this is my Bernie. This is my Bernie coming out of me. It's, I, I I hate to hate on the Bernies, except the Bernie Bros are effing idiots. But uh, for the most part, but all right, let's talk about voting. We'll do that next. Wrap up the show. Hang tight. Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stoneonair.com. Fifty-eight million voters have cast ballots early, surpassing the total number of early votes in 2016 by more than eight million. In a year of record-breaking early voter turnout, some citizens experience longer-than-usual wait times at polls across Hamilton County. However, in many cases, the wait times look worse than they actually are. Due to the pandemic, long lines span the sidewalks as only a small number of voters can enter the building at a time. Each precinct has five check-in stations and a coronavirus compliance officer enforcing social distancing and limited entry. The enthusiasm among early voters doesn't show any signs of slowing down. In fact, it's projected that the number of early voters could hit anywhere from 90 to 100 million before November 3rd. 
Hamilton County has seen record numbers of people participating in early voting. But despite the long lines, county officials are saying that most people are in and out in 30 to 60 minutes. They're encouraging early voting in order to produce a smoother election day. You mean it's only 30 to 60 minutes? That's all? From the Chattanooga Times Free Press, if you can't stand in line, those that have a disability or are unable to stand for long periods can go to the front of the line and see the COVID compliance officer, and he will let you in without a wait. I actually watched that with my own two eyes. It happened two or three or maybe even four times as I was in line today, and I wasn't mad about it. I was actually very willing and happy to say, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I got two feet that work pretty good over here. I'm good. And so on, uh, again, my days are running together on a vacation week. Uh, Tuesday. My plan was Tuesday, do some stuff around the house, and then I'm going to go uh, have lunch with a friend, and then I'm going to go early vote. Just thinking, okay, just knock that out, no big deal, move along, there you go. I went to, uh, after I did a couple of those errands, I went to the Brainerd uh, site. Of course, I didn't realize this until just the other day, just my own ignorance. There's only four... Uh, early voting sites and by the time you hear this early voting will probably be come and gone and we're only talking about uh, uh, election day voting uh, but a lot of the same protocols maybe all the same protocols will be uh, will be true on election day as well just as it same deal if you if you if you're disabled if you have disability any kind of something that keeps you from from being able to wait that long you can be expedited to the front of the line and any asshole that tells you you can't well, I just hope you don't have to come in contact with that person. Um, but so, yeah, there's uh, four local early voting sites. One is Brainerd. The other is Hickson. Then Amnicola at the Election Commission and then out in Collegedale. And so I uh, ran around, did my thing. Then I went to the Brainerd location, which I had never been before that I mentioned earlier on the show when I had the I thought the motor- motorcycle might smash into me kind of thing. And I I pulled up, and it was the first my first experience ever with early voting. I have never early voted. Early voting has never even been something I've considered. Like, not that I I knew that it was a thing. I guess I knew people did it, but that never in my life. You know, I'm at 40 years old. Never have I thought, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to early vote this year. No, I never have. I don't know why, for better or worse. The only option for me, if I did vote, which I have not always voted, I'm a little shamefully will admit that I haven't voted as much as I'd like. In the last 10 years, I vote pretty much all the time. But before that, it was hit or miss. And uh, I've never even thought about that concept. I've just voted on, on Election Day. And I didn't start voting until I was 26 years old. I was... 20 at the turn of the century when the hanging chads you know 2000 election happened stayed up all night long watching tom brokaw and nbc news and everybody else and turn i got completely fascinated 
with the process. Now, I've always been fascinated with American history, world history, social studies, those kinds of things. But as an adult, barely an adult, barely, barely, barely an adult, it wasn't until the 2000 election that I started to take notice as to really what this process was. And then it still took me six more years before I ever started voting regularly. And now, I mean, I'm going to have to be in a hospital bed if, to, to, to not vote now. But um, anyway, so I uh, I saw that line. I thought, what the hell? All I know is on election day, whether it's midterms or general or presidential election, whatever, I walk in, walk out, and I'm done in 10 minutes. Like, why is this taking 10 minutes? I should be done by now. And so I saw this line, and I said, to hell with that. I'm off for the day, so I'm going to take a trip out to Hickson. I don't care. Plugged in uh, from the website, you know, tap for directions. I'm going to go to the Hickson site, which is out um, off Gad Road, off 153. And it was three times as bad by just a quick naked eye. I was like, what the hell? I'm sure as hell not standing in that that line. Now, I didn't go to... Am Nicole and I didn't go to College Dale. I just said, that's it. I'm done for the day. That was a nice try, but it's not happening today. If I have to wait till election day, I will. Well, then I thought, okay, well, that's right. Let me look at the forecast. Rain, heavy rain, washout rain, uh, uh, remnants of the, of the uh, what is it, Zeta? Is that what it's called? The, the hurricane that's, boy, how many, like 10 hurricanes that have hit the Gulf this year? that's coming this way. We're going to get a bunch of rain on Wednesday. So people generally don't go vote when it's rain. Bad weather gets bad voter turnout, which seems pathetic, but it's absolutely true. So I thought, all right, I'm going to take my umbrella. I'm going to go to the radio station, do my show, which is now I'm present day. That was this morning. Did the show, met my dad at the feed for a a couple of beers and, uh, you know, burger and fries lunch and chit-chat and catching up, and then left there and went to uh, run back, ran back to the house. I made a gin and tonic right here in my Yeti that I've now got the white claw in, and I got my earbuds and my favorite radio show in Atlanta, and I thought, you know what? I'm on time right now. I'm looking at my wrist as if there's a watch to say I can get there by right about 3 o'clock, maybe 2.45, something like that, just before 3 I could plug in my earbuds, have my drink, throw on the mask, get in line. Doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm going to I'm gonna have a fine time. And that's exactly what happened. And it worked out beautifully. I got there, uh, like I mentioned, just a little bit before three. And the line was moving pretty quick. And I was done. I walked out the door, went to my car, took a selfie. Yes, I will admit, I took a selfie. To me, it's in, it's, it's for the good of the the spreading of the joy and the satisfaction that is voting. I want to spread that message. It wasn't about my ugly face, and my overweight self, <laughs> and the ridiculousness that is me. This isn't, hey, look at me. This is vote, bro, and brah, do it. It's fun. It is, satis- it is a satisfying experience. And uh, it was only 50 minutes, but I had my radio show, I had my gin and tonic, and I had my umbrella. And I actually enjoyed myself. I, I was a nice day. Now, granted, I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have anywhere to be. 
And now I hear I'm three hours later in my garage looking at the out a window that still has sunlight doing a podcast, which I rarely ever do. This has been a fun day, a nice day. And I'm going to go make some dinner and watch uh, some TV and uh, play some music and have a nice Wednesday. But um, it, it, was, uh, it, it was a satisfying experience, and uh, I would highly suggest it. But as I mentioned, you're probably hearing this by the time, uh, by the time you hear this. Early voting will be over. But there's a lot of fun on Election Day, too. Um, all my years, my memories are, you know, waking up that day, hurrying to get ready before I have to go to work, voting, and then after I get off work, going home and watching the elections, the, the results. It's a whole long process, a whole day that is uh, I'm still going to enjoy, except for this year, we're not going to have a winner. We're not going to know who the next president is for a long time after next Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. We are going to be waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting while more and more radical left and rights get pissed off and burn things and shoot people and create havoc in the streets as a civil war slowly comes to a slow, slow simmer up to a boil at some point. I am absolutely terrified where this election's going to go. And I uh, I think I'll just end the show on that. I'll end the show on that. And I hope we get liquor in, uh, in East Ridge because I voted for that. So let's bring on some package stores in East Ridge so we can drink our lives away as we watch the world burn. I love everybody out there. What the hell's going on there? Sorry, my computer started acting stupid. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know uh, this one was a little scattered. Hell, I say that all the time. Maybe it was the best show I've ever done. Maybe it was the worst. I'm not sure, but I am done thinking and worrying about it. Y'all have a great uh, rest of the week. The next time you hear from me, it'll be post election day. What will that look like? I don't know. We'll find out together. Y'all have a great one. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye.